0: Welcome everybody, Todd Adams.
1: Kathy Adams. Um, welcome
0: back to Zen Parenting Radio. We got two topics today. One was mine, one was yours. Okay. And I think mine was better. <laughs> and yours was worse.
1: I think that they're both relevant. One is a little bigger scope of things. You're like
0: we... Switzerland. Always trying to make sure everybody's happy. You
1: know what? What? What would chicken happen butt. if we... <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> That's what my daughters say to me. Guess what, daddy?
1: And then they say chicken why? Or no, guess, guess why? Guess what? Chicken butt. Guess why? Chicken thigh.
0: I thought it was chicken, why?
1: No, no it's chicken thigh because they're both body parts, butt and thigh.
0: Oh, very, very interesting. Yes,
1: but a thigh is real and there really is no chicken thigh. So, butt.
0: my thing is, I think that our kids, by definition, living in these United States of America, are spoiled. And you didn't like that word. No,
1: I don't like that word at so all. So, you're going
0: to have to come up with your word. Because it's
1: not true. They're not. Oh, I mean, I'm going to
0: tell you why it's true. Well, I. That's Let's what, not get into discussion uh, yeah. yet. You
1: haven't let me finish a sentence <laughs> yet. I'm still thinking about what I was going to say about balance in Switzerland.
0: Okay, what do you got?
1: I was going to say, wouldn't it be nice if we could all be more balanced in our thinking and be more gray than black and white because we'd stop fighting. Not you and me, but people.
0: Can't we all just get along? <laughs> Moment of silence for Rodney King?
1: Yeah. Actually, Oprah's... You didn't give the moment of silence. I didn't. Um, Oprah's interviewing him on uh, her own channel. She has a show called Where Are They Now? And she did the last interview with Rodney King before he died.
0: And you want to give a shout out to the own channel because as it's always
1: awesome. it's the best channel ever to yeah.
0: me and own. Whenever you want to pick us up for syndication, let us know
1: <laughs> to me.
0: I just took my hat off. How's my it's hair? It's
1: not good.
0: Okay. What's it's the other topic? Good. So we don't so, get our producer mad at us. Okay.
1: So first of all, just to wrap up the first topic, you think children in this country are spoiled.
0: Spoiled. It's not true. Spoiled rotten.
1: Number two is someone just asked me as, as I was walking on a daily method, um, how you deal when your children seem to be associating with not such nice people. And I'm going to say mean girls, but I don't think all girls are mean. But girls who maybe have a more mean spirit right now at this point in their life, and they're influencing our children. And it could be boys, too. I just happen to have girls, so I'm saying girls.
0: Okay. Okay? Mean, Mean girls.
1: Mean girls. But again, we did a show on not calling girls mean because not all girls are mean. There are just times that they have... Struggles and sometimes it shows up and not acting very nicely.
0: So, yeah, if that resonates with you, go back into our archives and listen to our Mean Girls. Yeah,
1: podcast. and then we'll talk a little more about it today, too.
0: First, uh, our first partner, first but not the worst,
1: is uh, Helping Hands.
0: Yep, and they're doing their um, enter your story about a cancer survivor, and uh-huh. you had the chance to win a free cleaning from Helping Hands.
1: Not only a free cleaning for yourself, but a free cleaning for somebody that's um, on their list of people who need free cleanings because they have been dealing with cancer or they've just gotten through treatment, and they need that extra support. So you actually win two cleanings. And um, the deadline to put your story on the Facebook page, Helping Hands, is October 31st. So get it on there. So also can...
0: known as what? Halloween.
1: Yes, October 31st is Halloween. Correct. That's right. That's right. You're smart.
0: Uh, HelpingHandsMadeServices.com, 630-530-1324. Support our partner, please. Yes. All right. So my topic first. Okay. Because mine is cool.
1: Right. It is. It's a good one. I like this.
0: I don't know. I have a lot of different ways I can start this, but let's start with this. I think... Um, that this all spins back to there's a girl in Pakistan mm-hmm. who you may not have heard, but she's been on the national news for the last week. And her first name is Malala. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so let's
1: I'm just not, go with Malala. I'm not
0: going to embarrass myself. And she is a girl who, over the last few years, she's a 14 year old girl, and she spoke up for her right to go to school and do all these other things and how women are equal to men and in countries like Pakistan and Afghanistan and probably many other countries in the world that I don't know about, girls and women are not on the same uh, playing field. At
1: all. They're not Not allowed to go to
0: school. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do do that. So I think the first thing I want to do is just give So anyways, this girl came out of school one day last week and was shot for and,
1: speaking up about wanting to go
0: to school by the Taliban,
1: and while she was speaking up about wanting to go to school, there were threats on her life, and she knew that, but she wouldn't stop speaking up because she felt that she had the right. So, um, you want to play something? Yeah, from her? I'm going
0: to play. Will you put the uh, our high tech producing thing? You're, uh, you're <laughs> we're actually very just high-tech. putting the microphone <laughs> next to the laptop. Okay, ready? So, uh, here we go. So, why do you risk your life to raise your voice? Because I thought that my people need me. And I shall raise my voice because uh, because if I didn't uh, raise my voice now, so when will I rise, uh, raise my voice? Some
1: people might say you're 14. You don't have any rights. You just have to listen to mom and dad.
0: No, I have rights. I have the right of education. I have the right to play. I have the right to sing. I have the right to talk. I have the right to go to market. I have the right to speak up. Well, what if you... Okay, so the interview goes on there, but that's just a snippet. Of... And,
1: and I love that because she just knows. There's no, you should see the interview just because to see her face, she knows I have the right to do this. I have the right to do this. And she, it's not about man made law, it's about human law, mm-hmm. meaning that she has the right to go to school if she wants to, she has the right to walk freely. She has those rights, and they are being taken away from her.
0: And, you know, um, we live in a country where we are so lucky. Mm-hmm. And as, as a father of three daughters, I can say with absolute certainty, I'm just, we're so lucky. And we as parents, what we do is we sometimes get ourselves into lecture mode and tell these girls how lucky they are. But the thing is, these girls don't really know how lucky they are unless they know or experience the negative side of it. Mm-hmm. So you had a conversation with one of our daughters last night mm-hmm. who wasn't so jazzed about going to school the next day.
1: Yeah. And I didn't do very well. I got to be honest. What did you do? Well, she didn't want to go to school. And and again, when I say that, it's not that she's saying, I won't go to school. She's just in one of those, oh, I don't want to get yeah. up and go to school. You know, just, it's very typical. Mm-hmm. But I was just in one of those moods where I felt like kind of saying, let's talk through this. And so I was giving her... So first I did the, did the think of something positive. And, and as soon as she starts thinking something positive, her whole body language changed and she smiles and right. she can't help it. And I said, see how you have so much more control over the way you feel. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to feel, oh, the heaviness when really there's so much more you know, to pull from that you're not choosing to. And, you know, and again, we always have the talk with her. Is there something that you're worried about at school? Is there something? Is there someone you don't want to see? No, no, no. She actually does great in school. She has great friends. So it's like we're trying to find this thing. So I decide to pull out the Malala Malala story And the way I told it, I don't know. It just I did very poor because the the final thing I said was... And, again, we're pretty... We talk to the girls about the world. They don't Mm -hmm. watch the news or anything. They get it filtered through us. But, you know, I told the story, and they're like, and what happened to her? And I said, she got shot. Right. And Cameron went into like a convulsive, like she just put her head down and, you know, started like going into her chest. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I just scared her to death. Well,
0: and you, she could have interpreted it in the opposite way that we were intending, which was if I speak out about anything, I might get shot or this girl did what she should do, which she's always trying to do. And please her parents and all that, and yet she got shot. So she Uh, may have taken the fear path in that lesson.
1: I think my voice sounded fearful. I'm taking full responsibility for right when it came out of my mouth and I saw her... You know, because I thought the story I was doing okay, but just the way it ended, it was so harsh and it scared her. And thank God I was able to say, She's okay. Right. You know, because Malala is okay, not okay as relative. She's getting better. She's getting better. She was not killed. Right. And so I could, and I kind of pulled her back and we kept talking about it. And obviously, said, This is not something for you to worry about. This is just an experience of a young girl on the other side of the world who does not have the ability to go to school, and I want you to have an understanding. But see, the thing is, is I was not trying to scare her. I was trying to inspire her, but I don't think I did well.
0: Well, and I think you were trying to have her appreciate for what the things that she has. Educate her. Educate. Yes. Well, and appreciate her ability to have an education to be able to go to school. I mean, and we followed up with, I think, a little bit better conversation this morning during breakfast.
1: Well, I woke up and thought to myself, I I went to bed thinking I did not handle that well. I just didn't like the way it came out of my mouth. So this morning while they were eating breakfast, I said, you know the story I told you last night, girls? Because JC was listening too. I said, I am sorry that I said it the way I did, because I thought it sounded scary. Did mm-hmm. you? And I, did they say it sounded scary? I don't remember what their response was.
0: Um, Skyler wanted a yogurt. Well,
1: she wasn't in on the conversation anyway. She's too young. I, I wouldn't know. have told her that. But you're right. They were distracted. But they nodded. And I said... Well,
0: oh, I think it went into Jason and Cameron. I, I think they got they it. They
1: got it. And, and I said, I'm sorry if you thought I was trying to scare you. I was not trying to be scary I was trying to give you information mm-hmm. and and I said I just want you guys to understand how beautiful it is that you can walk to school every day and that and, oh I know we got into how women um how education is power mm-hmm. and how you have the opportunity to be a powerful person in the world and there's this girl fighting right. for that kind of power
0: well and here's the thing about that that clip we just played that girl has the courage and 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 she's so brave and here we are in our little worlds worried about what our friends might think about us, about doing something. She knew, with with because she's educated, what she's risking by speaking out. She
1: knew. She had death threats. And
0: talk about an inspiration. I mean, right. we worry about the smallest, piddly stuff, I or I do, about how if I say something, my friends might think of me differently. Like, this girl <laughs> is such an inspiration because she is putting her life on the line to speak out against something to speak for something she believes human in human rights and it's just amazing I mean I, I'm shocked that it isn't like the biggest story in the news every day because this girl is just she's somebody that we all can look up to
1: exactly and did you say what country she was she's from, from Pakistan. she's from Pakistan just and in case we did the didn't other it.
0: sidebar I have on this is this might get I I don't want to get in any type of political thing but it's just fascinating to me that yet certain people in countries whether or not you're for or against us occupying other countries how a lot of the native people can still hate American soldiers when it's already established that that the Taliban um, can't stand the the woman's right or the girl's right to go to school or to even show her face I mean how is it that we're the bad guys?
1: Well, I think that's deeper, Todd, because there are sometimes reasons we go in and occupy countries that they are aware it's not for their greater good,
0: and I'm not saying it's i I'm not saying that I'm even for what's going on over there, but it's just fascinating to me that if it's this or that, how can they choose?
1: Well, and I think sometimes when you have a status quo thing, when you feel like okay, I'm safe enough, mm-hmm. and then things get muddled, right. and you're like, ha, huh, don't mix up my life where my life will be threatened. And again, I haven't lived over there; I've never been in the military. I can't speak to it with authority. Mm-hmm. I just think if you understand human nature, when you're doing well enough, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. By and then well all enough, of
0: a somebody goes in exactly,
1: there. and says, "Well, I'm going to make it better well, for yeah, you." Yeah, because if
0: we're there, then they're fighting against us. Maybe exactly. it was exactly. Yeah, so I, don't I know. think it's
1: deeper. But you know what? How about in this country about? Some some people who aren't in support of women's rights, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it's, it gets political no matter how we talk about it. But, you know, this is a country where we have, you know, we know our Declaration of Independence our. um... <laughs> I wanted to say our commandments. Where's that coming from? Our Declaration of Independence, our uh, set of laws, it's all about, you know, we the people. It's mm. all about, you know, the rights of every all human being. All created, men are created equal. Um, even though men— It doesn't say women. It doesn't, it. Yeah. but that is understand—you know, that's a given. We hold that these we
0: truths to be self-evident, that all men, parentheses, and women— are created equal exactly they forgot the parentheses they forgot
1: well and way back when when they wrote it that wasn't the case they were trying to solve the issues of that time right but we've evolved beyond that you know and we have to keep up with that Mm -hmm. and you know just that um that i don't know i don't know if i want to go down this path no no i
0: don't want to go down the path either i just needed to say that for my own sake okay so i want to give a different example talking about the same topic one of my friends um and this is more real world day-to-day stuff um her his daughter was going to camp summer camp, and she didn't want to go. And my friend was so like I don't know if he laid a guilt trip on him on her, but the bottom line was when he was a little kid, he didn't have the opportunity to go to summer camp. I don't know what he did in the summers, but I think
1: it was financial and yeah. some other reasons so, he couldn't go. So
0: he really wanted her to appreciate the fact that that she has an opportunity like this. Mm-hmm. But the thing is. She doesn't have the baggage and the experiences that he did. So, of course, we want our girls to appreciate everything that we give to them. But how can they unless they know what it was like?
1: Well, and again, I think that's the thing is I would say that's parenting from the past. Mm -hmm. And that's bringing your own past and your own baggage into the current situation and placing it on your child. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I didn't have this opportunity. You should be excited that you do. And that's not fair because they didn't go through or experience your life, nor is it that time. And hopefully we've evolved from that time, meaning... Um, you know, hopefully we're in a place where there are more opportunities than there were 20 years ago or that there you do have the financial means.
0: Well, and, and, he, and he probably gave the little speech saying, um, you know, when I was a little kid, I didn't even get to go to summer camp. And I think those are hollow words.
1: I think because they're his. It's mm. not about But her.
0: how do we give our daughters the experience to appreciate what they get that that we didn't get or that a girl across the world doesn't get like well, how do we do that?
1: I think we do it with education and we do it with understanding like you keep you were using the word spoiled with me before we started the show. I don't think kids are spoiled. I think they're very and when I I mean you use the word privileged, but I don't mean it as a slam mm-hmm. I mean it like, In this country, and we'll just focus on girls right now, girls are privileged in that they have rights and that we even have more to fight for. You know, There's always further to go, but they can go to school for the most part. Again, Mm. there's some Mm. uh, places in even our city of Chicago and other places, um, other big cities where the school systems aren't so great Mm -hmm. and they don't have those opportunities. But for the most part, um, that is their right. And so they have that privilege, but the only instead of making them feel guilty about it, Mm -hmm. instead of making them feel like they're almost not worthy of it, we just educate them about other people. We give them that. It's like you can go either way with it. Either you can go the heavy negative, which is you should feel bad that you have all this opportunity and you have no idea how easy you have it and just guilt them and shame them. Or we can say, isn't this amazing? the opportunities you have but versus other people. And verse, and that's exposure and education.
0: Well, and what I was going to say is that, um, you know, here's an idea. And I don't go to soup kitchens. But one nice thing that I've always thought about doing that I've just haven't taken the initiative of is having all of us or me and one of the girls going to a soup kitchen and see what it's like for homeless people to what they have to do and what they have to endure and the type of food they have to eat and they have to wait in lines and yep all we have to do is open up the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm all about, I'm not walking the walk right now but mm-hmm. I think that that would be one way that I can do well, such a thing. And
1: there, absolutely and that's kind of an organized thing that you can do and, and I think that that's fantastic and I'm in full support but it's also things you're doing on an everyday basis like are you giving to charities and not just writing a check and throwing it out there but are you offering up your time Um, you know, for free. Are we, you know, we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago about giving uh, food to the homeless Mm -hmm. or when someone comes by your car with a bucket, throwing Mm -hmm. some money in there and, you know, saying, have a good day and God bless you. And, and being loving about the whole concept of giving anytime. And there may be people who disagree with me on this, but anytime I'm at a store and they're like, would you like to give a dollar for cystic fibrosis? Would you like to give a dollar for the garden that we're growing Mm -hmm. through Whole Foods? Mm -hmm. Of course I will. Mm -hmm. This is like a perfect opportunity, not only for me to give a dollar, that I know is being taken care of through this organization, but my children are here. They're watching. They know. And again, I've had friends fight me on that, saying, "Well, you don't really know where it's going." Well, I'm, I'm coming from the place of trust, and that I know that right. for the places that I'm shopping, I'm assuming it's going to a good place. Well,
0: one one thing you said is you challenged me, saying, "You know, instead of looking at the negative, yeah. let's look at all the opportunities we have opportunities. and let's enjoy it." All, but here's my thing. Okay. When one of our kids didn't want to go to school yesterday, uh, last night you know they know the opportunity cuz they go to school every day yet it's they're not it's not it's not sinking okay, in okay
1: this is crazy
0: you're crazy think about this you think about it
1: you know worry isn't necessary correct you know worry doesn't change anything including financial when you worry about it right. do you still worry yes okay so you know it but you haven't completely integrated it yet. That's the same with our kids. We can tell them and educate them. And there will be times when those things shine through and they'll be able to embrace it and give back in their own way, in their own life. But we can't expect them every single day, every single moment to understand how privileged they are. They're kids. And so it's like what we're doing right now is we're starting that process of teaching them. And then I'm hoping that it keeps I was going to say piling on um it keep you know it keeps layering right you keep layering that, and so by the time that they're fourteen fifteen getting in their teens, they have an understanding right If you never talk about it or if you stay focused on stupid things like making sure they have the right clothes and that they're in the right club and that they're in the right dance studio you know if you're if you're focused on those things with them too, then mm-hmm. no, they're never going to understand. but if you can talk to them about the bigger picture of life and the bigger picture of the world and what's most important. You know, loving yourself, um, taking care of other people, um, you know, giving back, you know, honoring yourself, going to school, education, then that will be integrated. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that every time... They don't want to go to a yeah, camp. Yeah, because
0: there's times that she lo- they love, they adore school. Exactly.
1: And right? that's the thing that I always say to Cameron is I want to, instead of guilting her or shaming her or making her feel bad about not want- wanting to go to school, I want her to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because what if we make her feel bad every time she comes to us? Will she come to us anymore? She'll
0: eventually stop.
1: Exactly. So giving her that opportunity to say out loud, I don't want to go. Just like some days we don't want to go to work, mm-hmm. right? And then also giving her tools to turn that around for herself. Think of something you love about school. Or if it's not about school, think about something you love about life or about your bedroom or about going to sleep. And so she can focus her energy towards something positive. Right. And those are tools that hopefully can last a lifetime rather than you ridiculous, spoiled, privileged child. You have no idea what you have. How does that help her?
0: I don't know. I, I get, I, but I get in that trap every now and again. for sure. We all
1: do. Well, I, like I'm saying, I'm admitting to the fact that last night I got kind of caught up in it and I told a story that I think scared her and I don't, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and so I apologized. Yeah, you
0: did. You, you fessed up for I sure. pulled back. Yeah. So. Um, okay. We need to talk about our second partner. Okay. Tree of Life Chiropractic here, here in Elmhurst, Illinois. Yes,
1: Tree of Life, and so uh, Dr. Kelly's a chiropractor, and then Todd also goes there for wonderful massages. So
0: I do um, only forty-nine bucks if you're in the Massage Club, which yeah. I- and then 39 bucks if you get a second one in the same month, which I don't have the... To...
1: Would that count if I went or is I it the tried. same person? No dice. Oh, it's got to be the same person. Same person. Okay. So anyway, um, fantastic place to go. We go see Dr. Kelly every week and she's helped us so much with um, just our sense of well-being.
0: So. Um, website is com. Number is 630-941-8733. If nothing else, just look them up on the Facebook and give them a like because they're trying to grow. And they have a, actually a really good newsletter that gets sent out monthly now. Yes. And gives you tips on... On wellness and things like that so they're um,
1: great out of the box thinking
0: healthy families by choice not,
1: not no it's by choice not by chance healthy
0: families by choice not, not by ch- not, not chance not chance okay, wow sorry. we just tore that one apart
1: <laughs> sorry dr Kelly.
0: all right what about mean girls i've never okay. seen the movie
1: well i'm not going to talk about the movie oh and can we not just say mean girls because again we're mean i'm, I'm trying to pull away girls. from no oh.
0: <laughs> what I wanna, mean women
1: What, what I want to focus on Is when your child Starts to associate with another child Who maybe not Who isn't very nice Or who doesn't make very good choices And then you notice that your child is coming home And maybe demonstrating some of those behaviors right. And this can be boys too Yeah, sure. So let's not just focus on the girls
0: Mean kids
1: Mean kids who who your children are kind of Picking up some maybe not so good Characteristics right. I think the thing is is we can't change the child, the other child. Okay, we can't you know, if things got really bad or if there's a bullying situation, of course you can go talk to the parents or talk to the school. I'm just talking about your average situation, not extreme. But what we can do is we have an opportunity to talk to our child about their behavior in our home and calling them out and not necessarily again, this is really a fine line, just like the last thing about guilt and shame. But about saying, you know, if they all of a sudden are very interested and I have to look this way or I have to start talking this way. And we've experienced this. Well,
0: I just wrote down on my little notepad here, sassy, sassy voice. Sassy voice. Oh, I yeah. can't stand sassy. Or
1: baby voice.
0: Baby voice doesn't bother me nearly as much as sassy voice. Right. Do you want to demonstrate sassy voice? Whatever. Whatever. And As <laughs> if, oh my God, that drives me freaking bananas. Right.
1: And here's the, here's the the kind of conversation we've had in our home about it. I understand that you do sassy voice with your friends and that that's kind of fun. And that's not a problem for me. If you want to do that at school, whatever, that's fine. But when you're talking with your dad and I, we'd like to hear your voice. And when we don't hear your voice, we're going to ask for your voice. Mm-hmm. And we're pretty consistent with that. Oh, yeah. And so there's this understanding of when we're in the home talking with each other, we don't want to hear it. But I'm not going to say don't use that voice, and that's a ridiculous voice, and because that's there. She's a kid, and they're trying out different personas. They're trying out different personalities. You know, it's kind of like, do you remember the article? I can't. I think it was from my first book about when the girls were playing like things like Cinderella, and they would want to be the wicked queen, right? And, you know, parents, or myself, I'll just speak of myself, I would be like, why do they want to be the Wicked Queen? And they need to try those characters out. They need to see how that feels. Because that's a part of, all of us have a little Wicked Queen in us. Yeah,
0: well, we are fully, we're full human beings with negatives and positives and and, uh, characteristics that are not so admirable and yes. you know we are everything
1: we're judgmental mm-hmm. we're, we get angry we um, maybe have gossiped a time so, or two so yet
0: yeah, so but here we, we. I think we hold our kids up to such a high standard <laughs> the, excuse me the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, did, did I got I, a little choked up I mean I'm so <laughs> you got good. a lump in your throat yeah but um, we want our kids to be perfect.
1: Exactly. And
0: they're not perfect, just like we're not perfect.
1: Exactly. Like your
0: story about, you know, last night or, right. you know, I screw up every single day. So right. at least I tried my best to make sure I tell them that.
1: Well, and that's the thing is is acknowledging it. And I think that whenever we start to make our kids be fearful of what we're going to think or we put guilt on them, they're going to move further away from trusting us. And they're going to move further away from being their authentic selves in front of us. And sometimes being their authentic selves is trying on different voices and personas it doesn't ever give them a right to be disrespectful to you and if they are you say I don't know if that's something you learned mm-hmm. or something you've heard, but in this home, we don't speak to each other that way. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the most important thing that I said to him. I was, I had a retreat this weekend and I said this to everyone. If you're going to say that you have to not treat your kids that way then. Right. Cause if you're going to really say, we don't yell at each other in this home, then you better not be yelling at them or else that holds no water. Right. So you have to hold yourself to a standard that you're asking your children. Otherwise
0: to it's not going to do. It's like, like a mom who smokes saying, don't smoke. Don't
1: smoke. It doesn't make any sense yeah. to the child. They, may not do it out of fear, mm-hmm. but they're not getting that intrinsic understanding of it's not good for me because my mom is demonstrating it's not good for me. It's like a mixed message. And so... Confusing. Confusing. Yeah. And, and I think we all do that in little ways when we, you know, we'll say... um our kids will be around us and maybe we're talking about somebody else or mm-hmm. you know, speaking, Gossip. gossiping, not speaking nicely. And then they say something about their friend mm-hmm. and we say, You shouldn't be talking to, about your friend that way, and you're just not a very nice person. And we put that all over them and they're like, What? Yeah. So we there's two pieces to this. Number one, we have to make sure that we are practicing what we preach. Look or in the mirror. Walking the talk. Talk walking the talk, is that right? Uh, talking the walk. Walking, walking, walking the, talk. the talk. And we also have to give stand back a little bit and let our kids learn and practice and when it starts to get to a point of you know obviously there are consequences for behavior if there were things that they did that were over the line or they started breaking rules or having issues in school then you of course you step in yeah but you also step in with understanding
0: well what i was gonna say is a lot of times you can ask questions instead of saying hey don't act that way say help me understand why it is that you act that way so that because that introduces a discussion versus don't act that way they're going to get mad going to the room or do something but if you ask a question then it, and they might not want to answer it but you at least have to go for that Discussion,
1: And you can say things like, maybe you don't want to talk about it now, but I want you to know you can always talk to me about it. And maybe you're confused to what, because sometimes the girls, I say things like that to the girls, like, tell me why you're feeling this way. And they'll say, I really don't know. And I'll say, well, if you want to talk through it with me, you can, or maybe you can write about it. You know, one little technique that um, we've talked about in previous shows is if your child has a hard time talking about it, get a notebook. Mm-hmm. And you write a message to them in the notebook. Like, if you feel like telling me about, you know, what's going on with your friend at school, or whatever, please do. And they can maybe write back to you instead of verbally say it to you, because sometimes that's too intense and too intimate.
0: Well, and I've I've given this um, tip on the show before, but I think car rides are a really non-intense way of having a discussion. Because
1: you're not face-to-face. You're not
0: face-to-face. Like It's one thing to sit across from each other at a table saying, tell me why you're feeling this way. That's Mm -hmm. really intense. Versus if you're giving music in the background and you're just kind of having a conversation, as a parent and the kids in the back seat, it's just less intense to do it that way or video games.
1: And I all, yes. And those are like great opportunities. Right. And the thing that I think we can focus on the most is our willingness to go into that conversation with an open heart. And what I mean by that is open heart, open mind, whatever words you want to use. If you go in closed and you have already determined that your child is wrong and that you're mad and that they're, this other kid is bad and you've already made that decision, they can hear it in your voice Mm -hmm. and they're going to stop talking. Yeah. If you go in with just like what you said, an open, open mind like tell me about what's going on because the words you've been using they don't sound like you and I know you I see you and I know that you you know, have a kind heart and that you don't want to hurt people. So tell, tell me more about that.
0: Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I don't know what step it is, but seek first to understand, yes. then to be understood. And I think we as parents think that we're so smart that we first want to make sure that we are understood. And then maybe if they're lucky, we'll try to understand where they're coming from.
1: And again, like we were talking about with the previous segment about how we already think we've experienced it. And so we've already got it figured out. You know, we've experienced this already. I know what kind of kid that is they're a jerk. And we, we throw all our baggage on our child's experience and we got to step back from it and say, the kid who may be influencing my child is not the same as the kid who influenced me. It's not the same situation. My kid is not me. So I've got to honor them enough to stand back and listen to their experience. And if, you know, and again, you're going to know intuitively if you need to step in or if it's going to be a conversation or if you need to talk to the school again, this, again i want to focus on the minor things right. but if it gets bigger then you you seek more support
0: true that um okay. this is the deal we're getting to the end of our live show okay. so we got to talk about our last partner avid okay. company 630-956-1800 avidco.net uh they're having a halloween special coming up Ooh, is it scary it's scary and if you call them asking for a quote and you're wearing a costume they'll give you a zen parenting special
1: how will they know that you're wearing a costume um, you, could, you could tell them a non-truth.
0: No, that would never work. That wouldn't work. No. So, anyways, six three zero nine five six eighteen hundred. Give them a call; they're awesome. And then we are going to finish uh, the rest of our show on the downloadable podcast in just a second. So, okay. for all you live listeners, sayonara. Have a great week. And doctor. And doctor. Um, so do you have any follow-ups? I have some turn them into bad stuff, but do you want to follow up on anything about what we talked about?
1: Okay. So about being, the two things we talked about on the show is the concept of being privileged in mm-hmm. our society. Did you want to say anything about that? Did you feel like you, you seemed to quiet down? So did your mind change in our discussion? Did no, you-
0: I still think our kids are spoiled, but they don't, <laughs> they don't know any better.
1: Right. Okay. So you still just want to use that word. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're not going to convince me not to use that word.
1: Okay. But don't you think that, I think the reason that I don't like the word spoiled, I'm going to focus on this again, is because it some way implies that they shouldn't have what they have. And the thing is, is how about if we say, if, and if we say entitled, then it sounds like they should have more. It's like that word in between where they have a beautiful existence and they should be grateful for that and, and, you know, feel blessed. But does that mean that they're spoiled? Do you know what I mean?
0: I can definitely appreciate that somebody like you might not connect with that, but it's just I like the raw words and spoiled initiates something in my. How about
1: spoiled in comparison to other countries? Sure. Okay. Um, but, but at the same time, I feel like part of the reason we, you know, this country was formed and that we're so blessed to live in this country is we have these rights to evolve beyond, to have education, to find, to create our own businesses, to, to follow our dreams, mm-hmm. to live our passion. That's what this country was created on. So is that being spoiled or is that doing what the founding fathers offered us? Uh, spoiled. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, done. Sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, and as far I'm, as the- I
0: feel like there should have a class. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like a philanthropic class as part of everybody's education. And I, heck, I should take this class too. I mean, I live in a bubble. I live in Elmhurst. I live in a...
1: Yeah, you live in like a 40-year-old white dude bubble. Yeah,
0: and I'm in a beautiful neighborhood. I mean, I have it so good, and mm-hmm. yet here I am worrying about the silliest of things. So right. I'm not trying to put all this on our kids. But um, I don't know. I think we to have gratitude towards these things that we have, I think the these... These stories of inspiration, like Malala, or just looking, you know, when we go into Chicago and you see the homeless people on the side of the road, um, it's just, I don't know.
1: And history, you know, understanding Nelson Mandela, and, right. and understanding what happened in South Africa, and understanding, you know, history as far as, the yeah, rights. My, my and...
0: biggest problem is, I like, there's so many good documentaries out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's books, obviously, too, but it's nice when you can tell a whole story in an hour and a half, versus take 10 hours to read a book to your mm-hmm. daughter, Um but sometimes they're so extreme. I mean, they talk about some nasty, really It's nasty hard to thing. show young, young kids exactly. these things.
1: Like something like the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, our oldest daughter read um, a, a shortened version of The Diary of Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. And I suggested it to her. Um, and she's learned a little bit about Mm. that in school again they can't go too deeply um and so and i said as she was reading it i catch i kept checking in with her and saying do you have any questions you know and i kind of set it up for her so she understood but again i didn't want her to be afraid Mm -hmm. i just wanted her to have an understanding of a girl her age and how the thing about anne frank to me that story was her view in remaining optimistic, remaining loving, remaining right. compassionate in a situation that was so negative. Right. And I think we assume so many of us, we look at the world in such a negative way, but there are people like um, uh, Elie Wiesel. Yeah. You know, he wrote Night, which he was another Holocaust survivor. And actually, Anne Frank was not a survivor, right. but um, and just about how, what was the other one? The guy who wrote The uh, Man Man's Search for man Meaning. Man Search for Meaning, Victor, Victor Frankel. Frankel. And how they they chose love. Yeah. They chose love because what else is there to choose, people? Right, right. You know? I mean, it's that. What If you're going to choose, like this morning I woke up, I told Todd I had a bad dream. And I woke up and I could feel like fear through my arms. I feel it physically uh, after a a bad dream. And I don't have them that much very often. But I woke up and I thought, I could process that bad dream Mm -hmm. for the next hour or talk about it or think about it. Or I could say... I'm so grateful that it's morning and I'm going to let this go and I'm going to choose love right. and whatever I needed to get out, I got out. Right. I trust that it worked its way through. And I guess what's the alternative?
0: Right. Well, it's so draining to go any other way. It's just, we get caught up in ego or we get caught up in certain worries and it's easy to get caught up in the bad stuff. But you're right. It's if we want to have a fresh outlook, look at the good stuff, focus, what you focus on grows, right? Exactly. And if you focus on negativity and the 10 o'clock news and, You know, especially the local Chicago 10 o'clock news, which we make fun of all the time because sometimes it'll be at the end of a show. There's
1: 10 different fires going on at the same time. They'll
0: give us the highlights and it's just, you know...
1: And, you know, I think it's just making that decision and the word that I use all the time when I teach is you got to practice it. Mm -hmm. You can talk about it. You and I sit on the show and we talk, 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 talk. But if if you don't practice it in the difficult moments, you know, like uh, one quick story I want to tell because this was on Friday um, or no, it was on Saturday. I told JC that she couldn't watch something. And I was busy, so I was like, no, we're not going to watch that now. And she was like, why, why, why? You know, like as kids do. And I said, J.C., if you keep asking me, you're going to lose the privilege to watch anything at all. And I don't even know where that came from. Oh, That's old probably school. came from me. Maybe. But I was like, just, and she, I, and I said, do you understand? And she said, no. And she looked me in the eye, we we're having a staring contest. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Kids I thought, are really good at staring are. contests. And I thought to myself, because she is doing exactly what I've taught her to do speak up for yourself, ask why, you know, question. And once you get that information, then you may have to deal with it. But a lot of parents, and including myself, often sometimes think, well, I said it so you should just walk away. And so I had to, in that moment during that staring contest, decide, am I going to be get meaner? Or am I going to open my heart more right now? And so and I you kinda, got meaner. No, I didn't. Oh. So, I, so I decide to use Huber. I go, are we having a staring contest right now? And she goes, no. And we both start to laugh. And I said, well, tell me what your questions are here. Why can't we watch this? Because it's on itunes and it costs five dollars okay can we watch it later I said yes maybe this weekend okay and she walked away yeah so do you understand she just wants her questions answered right and again little kids they may just harp you forever asking questions. Um, you may need more limits but I guess my point is is we have to practice because I could have gotten meaner yeah
0: well, and depending on what mood you happen to be in in right. that moment, it right. goes a long way.
1: Obviously, I'm sharing this story because it's a good it's one. It's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we only share the good stories on Zen Parenting Radio. <laughs>
1: That's not true. We share, We I just shared oh, yeah. one where I messed up. You yeah. did.
0: That's true. Um, Turn them into bad? Okay, go ahead. Um, Socks with holes in them. <laughs> My God.
1: We got a lot of those.
0: But like our kids, like some, I don't know if it was JC or Cameron, some of them don't mind it at all. I don't know how anybody. Cameron
1: can. doesn't. No, I think.
0: One of our kids. One of our kids doesn't it's care. It's as if it's a fully functional sock. <laughs> and I'm just amazed by that. Like if you ever put a sock with holes in it on my foot, it will be off in the oh, first Oh, it would drive me crazy.
1: Well, because then you can feel it in your shoe.
0: It's just, it's, if you want to have a bad day, put a hole in your sock and go through the day. That I way. know. But somehow gross. one of our kids, I don't remember which one, doesn't mind well, it Well, and,
1: you know, we could just jump into the disappearing socks because I will go to Target and buy a huge bag of socks, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay, we're set for a while. And then all of a sudden I'm doing laundry and I have three yeah. pairs. I'm Where like, did they where'd they go?
0: I don't know. So. So that's your tournament of bad entry.
1: It's a, it's a. The disappearing socks. The disappearing socks from Target.
0: Um, uh, item number two. Loose sunglasses. Oh
1: my god! We Didn't have to get me started.
0: I, I, I bought this cheap pair of sunglasses. Wait,
1: we bought cheap sunglasses <laughs>
0: for ten bucks because I lose sunglasses every every two weeks. We
1: only buy cheap sunglasses,
0: and the the frames kind of got stretched out like right. within a day. Right, and it's terrible. So I was ready to throw them away, but you still use them.
1: And here's why: I used to have two pairs of black sunglasses that you made fun of me for because you said they were like buggy. Yeah, the really big yeah. ones. Yeah.
0: they're they're in fashion, but they look ridiculous. Well, I don't even stupid. know if
1: they're in fashion anymore. To be oh. honest, I mean, maybe they are, but they're just really good because they cover up your whole eye. And I'm a sunglass freak. I like to wear sunglasses. Yeah, because it's
0: cloudy today, and you better wear your sunglasses. Well,
1: I see the sun. It's too bright for me. So anyway, um, I had a pair of black sunglasses, lost them. I had a second backup pair. I dropped them, Mm -hmm. and they cracked. So I was wearing those for a while with the cracked lens. Yeah, you wear
0: them cracked like you're nuts.
1: I know. And then... I stole your stretched out pair, and I can't keep them on my other ear. They're so stretched out. Yeah, they out. like they fall <laughs> off outside your ear. <laughs> my hair keeps it in, but again, it's all about getting my butt to the store and buying new so ones. So I
0: think my worst day ever would be holy socks with stretched out sunglasses. Yes, that would be bad. And
1: that's a very, um, as you would say, spoiled difficult yeah, day. <laughs> very much so.
0: And um, the last is that I took a picture of that guy who had—he was in a Maserati, and his license plate said "Oh yeah, Maserati." Maserati. Yeah, what's up with that guy?
1: <laughs> well, I took that off our Zen Parenting page. You wimp. I, I don't feel like that is that is something that we believe in. I don't believe in making I believe fun that of that somebody guy is a tool. that way. I know you do. And you we don't,
0: it, collectively. Right,
1: which is why I took it off Zen Parenting. You put it on your Facebook page, and it was funny. I mean, people's comments were funny.
0: Yes, they were.
1: Um, I'm not saying it's not humorous, but what I'm saying is, is for Zen Parenting, what we're trying to promote is balance, understanding people, listening, Um, Being kind. And I think making fun of someone's license plate does not fit with that.
0: He asked for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think that's all I have. Okay. So this is Todd Adams saying farewell.
1: This is Kathy Adams. Have a great week.
0: Oh, we forgot to forget it. What?
1: No, go ahead. They're still listening.
0: We didn't promote anything.
1: That's all right. We'll promote things next Buy week. Buy
0: Kathy's books. com Or no, Kathy, what is it? Kathycadams.com. com. Buy some books for Halloween.
1: Selfawareparent. Yeah, for, give them as a Halloween gift. Yeah. They're not scary, but they're still a good gift. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>